I'm going to read you some more scripture, and this is taken from Ephesians. It's strange, you know, we've just finished going through the book of Ephesians, and here we are looking at it again, and it's going to be Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10, and I can actually say it's page 189 at the back of your Bibles. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passing of our flesh, following the desires of the flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the unmeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Well, it's going to be a very short talk. We're living in strange times a time when only those who have lived through plagues in the Bible, the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu, can understand and stand aside us, knowing the doom and gloom we currently face. Alongside this escalating economic problem of population growth, climate change, unemployment, hunger, racism, and the absence of moral guidelines leading to violence, dishonesty, and sexual promiscuity seem to be its partners in crime. Yet putting this aside, Ephesians 2, 1 to 10, stands out against this. Paul, its writer, bluntly says, you were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived. But then he rises to the heights of optimism about God. It is in this pessimism and optimism of despair and faith, which the Bible leads us to realize that what is humankind by nature can be revitalized by grace, God's grace. We have all sinned and fallen away from God's original plan. There is no escaping that. But God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to rescue us and if you accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then when you cry out to God, he sees Jesus in you and not the sinner. It is God who in his mercy has saved us. And it's by his grace that we have been saved. Paul writes in verses 4 to 7 of God's mercy, God who is rich in mercy, of God's love, out of the great love of which he loved us, of God's grace. By grace you have been saved. And God's kindness 
his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. You see, we were dead and helpless to save ourselves. Only mercy can reach the helpless. For mercy is love for the down and out. So we were under God's wrath. And only love can triumph over wrath. We deserved nothing but judgment on account of our sins. And only grace could rescue us. For grace is undeserved favor. So why did God act? Out of sheer mercy, love, grace, and kindness. Now there are three words which could be the foundation of Christian faith. Salvation, grace, and faith. Salvation is more than forgiveness. It is deliverance from death, slavery, and wrath. It includes the totality of our new life in Christ, where we have been made alive, exalted, and seated in the heavenly realm. Grace is God's free and undeserved mercy towards us. And faith is the humble trust with which we receive it ourselves. But we are only saved because of God's grace through our trust in Jesus. It is not our own doing. It is the gift of God. And it's not because of any good deeds that we do or attain to do. In verse 10, Paul writes, For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So we've gone from being human beings who were dead to what we are now in God's workmanship, his work, his masterpiece, to do good works for him and through him. We do not do these acts of kindness out of guilt or to earn our salvation. No, it is a free gift from God. And we are created in Christ to do good works. The other day, I had to do some jobs around the house. So I went to the store and bought some gloves. Do you know what? I'm going to take them back. You see, these gloves are useless. They didn't do any work. I asked them nicely to rake the leaves. They just laid there. I asked them again later, can you sweep out the patio and get all rid of the rubbish that the rain has brought. They did nothing. They're doing it just like now. They're not doing a single thing. I tell you, they're useless. Perhaps some of the children could ask them to do something. Anybody want to ask the gloves to do some work that, that, that's needed? Thought you'd go quiet. Go on, Bob, tell the gloves to do something. Sweep the pavement. No. Say a bit louder. Might be deaf gloves. Say a bit louder. Sweep the pavement. <laughs> Not working, is it? So what do you think I should do? 
How do you think we're going to get these gloves to work? Put them on. Do you know, these gloves have become a whole new thing. They can do all sorts of things. They can sweep the pavement. They could carry things. They can hammer nails, rake the leaves. Yet we all know it's not the gloves, is it? It's not the gloves doing the work. It's the hand inside the gloves. It's the same as us. Being a Christian, before Jesus entered your heart, the, the Apostle Paul equally wasn't doing God's work. He persecuted the church and even arrested and sometimes killed people, killed Christians. But by his grace, God changed Paul and filled his heart like these hands fill these gloves. Then God used Paul to do many good works. And when we let God fill our hearts, he can use us to do all kinds of things, good works. We go from being useless to being useful for God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we don't want to be useless. We ask you today that by your grace, you will fill our hearts with your love so that we can be useful for you. Amen.